You're listening to Her, an ongoing conversation for women by women, exploring all things heal, empower, and rise, giving voice to the feminine. This is a podcast where women support women through thought-provoking, authentic, and raw conversations. I'm Elika. I'm Alegria. And we're here to guide this adventure with you. Your voice matters. Let your voices be heard. In this episode, Elika interviews Shannon Lane, a self-published author and stay-at-home mother living in Nevada with her husband and two young sons. She has two published novels through Amazon and is working on her third with an anticipated release date in late 2021. When she's not writing, Shannon's working towards her second bachelor's degree at Ashford University, as well as homeschooling her oldest son. She and her family live in an RV full time and love to travel and explore as much as they can. Although the pandemic has put some of her plans on halt, she does not let that stop her and does her best to provide fun, memorable experiences for her family. If you'd like to follow Shannon and her journey and adventure with her family, you can follow her on social media at author Shannon Lane. I wanted just to start by saying thank you for being part of the Her podcast. I really appreciate your time. And um, you have so much to say because I'm, I'm interested in everything that I've been seeing. And I want our listeners to know how you and I know each other is, um, I've known you for many years. Yes. <laughs> you and my daughter Angelica were the best of friends way back when I had to ask her, how many years has it been? And she told me, I think like since we were in seventh grade. So I was like, oh, seventh grade. How old are you when you're yeah. in seventh grade? <laughs> I think it's been 16 years, right? Yeah, like 16. I, I was trying to do the math. Too. Yeah, I was trying to do the math too. I was like, I'm, I think it's been about 16 years somewhere. Yeah, that's that. a long time, you know, and you it don't see that time. anymore where you hold on to your friends from, you know, when you were in seventh grade. That's so crazy. Yeah, no, it's awesome. I'm really glad we've kept in touch. <laughs> yeah, me too. And your mom and I are friends too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's <laughs> awesome. And she still lives where I live, even though you moved way yeah. far. So did Angelica. You, you guys got far, far away from us. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. We've known each other for a long time and you used to come over for sleepovers all the time. We do arts and crafts. So I'm so proud of where you are right now and everything you've accomplished. You're, you, you got married at a young age and yes. right. And um, you've just, you've just been super mom, super accomplished. And I'm so proud of you. I wanted to say that right off the bat. So everybody knows um, our well, connection. <laughs> We're doing a series of going back to school. And I know that mm-hmm. your situation and your circumstances are a little different. So we're going to get into that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very unique and uh, I'm very intrigued and I want to hear more about it because you posted this video. And once I saw the video, I'm like, oh my God, 
I have to talk to Shannon because this is yeah, so cool. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're living right now, where you, you know, you and I talked a little bit about it, but where mm -hmm. used to live and why you made such a change and you pivoted and, um, and just tell us a little bit of where you've been during this pandemic. Yes. So literally right before the pandemic started, uh, my husband and I decided that we didn't want to do the sticks and bricks anymore. We were living in Florida. Uh, we had a, an, a house that was a little bit too expensive. We were just throwing so much money into it. And we decided we wanted to live in an RV full time because it's going to help us, you know, pay some stuff off. We'd have some freedom to explore with the boys a bit more and to just kind of do our own little hobbies. So we moved into our camper, I think, March 1st of this year and then bam the pandemic happened so that was it was a little crazy to have to be stuck in here like immediately so tell us uh about how life has been during the pandemic and you just said that you you know pandemic hit uh you found out about covid in march and that's when you purchased your rv and mm -hmm. you had to do shelter in place. So how was that with the kids and, you know, adjusting and this is all new for you. So, you know, just tell us a little bit about your experience. Yeah, no, it was definitely interesting because I'm used to having the whole day to myself because Steven was in school full time and Jason was in therapy full time because they, they're both autistic. So then being stuck home with them all the time and then having to homeschool Steven for the rest of the school year, it was just a lot of change. But um, Stephen did really, really good adjusting. Um, he's usually in like a specialized classroom at school. So this year, like after summer vacation, we decided we really liked just being here and hanging out with them. Um, I decided I was just going to fully homeschool him and not try to go through the school district. Uh, so I kind of tried to throw together a lesson plan myself based kind of off of what his little teacher did. And I mean, so far it's going good. He's doing all right. Um, we get a little antsy here and there, but we definitely try to get out and explore outside as much as we can, just so we don't get cabin fever. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like you're doing a lot because I also know that you you have two books that you wrote. So, <laughs> you know, how do you, I mean, I, I have like that writing fever, like I wanna write and I have so much to say, but then I'm just like, I don't have time. So then you put me to shame because I'm just like, wow, you're living in an RV, having this terrific adventure, but at the same time could be very stressful because it's a confined space, right? You don't have all of the space you probably had before. And then yes. you have your two children that you're trying to now homeschool and balance it all. Um, mm -hmm. So that's got to be stressful for you and how do how do you do it all especially being a writer and having that time uh, to really focus I honestly have no idea how I do it because I like at the old at the house when we had the house I had a nice little designated office space so I could kind of close myself away if I wanted to and then when we first moved into the camper before COVID I the boys were gone all day so I kind of had some me time to get my writing in but now that they're home with me 24 7 I I, I literally like have a couple hours after they go to bed to write and then maybe during the day around lunchtime when they're eating and entertained with something I can maybe get a little bit of writing in. Um, so it's just kind of time management. I try my best to just 
squeeze it in whenever I can. And then on top of that, I mean, I, I'm doing, I'm finishing up my degree too right now. So I just try to squeeze that in whenever I can. So yeah, yeah I saw that you're, you're going to school, right? And what are you majoring in? Um, I'm getting, I'm actually going for my second bachelor's. My first one was in human resources, but I did a minor in literature that I really liked. So I decided to go for a second bachelor's in English with a minor in journalism. So it's, it's been a lot, but I'm almost done. I'm really, really excited. Wow. That's very impressive, Shannon. I am so proud of you. Um, you said you lived in Florida and then you moved. Uh, why did, why did you move from Florida to where you're at yeah. now. So we were in Florida. We, we had been living there for about six years and we just, we got tired of it. I can't stand the humidity. Uh, it's just not the right place for us. And we knew we wanted to be back out West. Originally we wanted San Diego, but we figured um, anything's better than nothing. So he actually got a job opportunity here in Fallon, Nevada. So it was like the perfect opportunity. We kind of just hitched up and left when we could. And, and honestly, it was the perfect time to do it because it was summer vacation already. And I mean, despite COVID, we didn't really have a lot. Like I didn't have to pull them out of therapy or school or, you know, kind of uproot our lives. Everything was kind of already just ready to go. So that worked out really well in our favor. Yeah. And what are you seeing around there uh, where you're at now as far as COVID and people? you know, like wearing the masks and sanitizing, obviously, when you go out. Uh, but is there anything that you see being done there that's different than what we see on the news? Uh, honestly, not really. I th thankfully, we live in a small town, which is excellent after moving, after living in like a, such a big city like Jacksonville. It's a very small town. Like everybody knows my husband when he goes to the store. So it's pretty awesome. But um, whenever I've gone out with the boys, everybody wears their masks, everybody's kind of social distancing, and it seems like everybody's really just respecting those boundaries. So I, I definitely, I mean, I'm comfortable here. I think a bit more than I would have been if we were still in Florida. Get an RV and just, you know, kind of just, you know what, I just, I like the lifestyle so much because it's so less stressful. Like there's less to worry about. We can be more minimalist. Like we don't have a full house full of so much stuff and projects and I don't know, it's kind of freeing. And I just, I, like, we literally, every time we talk to somebody, we're like, you should totally do this with us. <laughs> so. Yeah, and that's the word I would use too, freeing and flexible. And you get to really travel wherever. You can pick up and just say, you know, we're done with this place. Where are we going yeah. to next? And just absolutely. travel the world. Right? Yes, absolutely. And, and what's great too is that they've got so many different types of campers. Like we had to go with a bigger one because we've got the boys and the dog, but like they've got little airstreams or just like something just for like little couples you can make cozy for yourself. So much fun. It's just fun. We've met a lot of fun people on this journey too. So, you know, what's funny is that I actually Googled the difference between an RV and an airstream. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> That's funny. That's so because funny. I was like, what is the difference except for the look, you know? So well, yeah, and, and realistically, I mean they've and they've got so many classes too. So like there's class A, class B, class C, and it's really just a matter of kind of like the amenities. So like the class A's are the drivable ones you can drive. You can do a fifth wheel like we did. The fifth wheel has like that extra little hitch on the top. That's kind of like where our bedroom is. But it's just it's cool to just see like the different layouts that they have. It's, it is pretty cool. And, you know, I think I'm going to be living vicariously through you because <laughs> I love adventure. 
and I would love to just like pick up and just go, you know, travel the world. So like I said before, when I saw your video, I was just really fascinated by it. I even wanted to know more about how it is to live, you know, what, what it is like to live in an RV and yeah. just have that freedom to travel. I'm sure it can get a little bit stressful, especially now, you know, with, with the pandemic and uh, certain restrictions, but um, are you in a place where there's other RVs? I mean, for those of us that don't yeah. know anything about RVs, Yes. <laughs> no, no. We, are, we live in a campground right now. So, and it's funny, actually, when we moved here, there are so many people in this town that just have RVs, even the people who don't live in them full time and live in a house, they, they have campers to just go out like for the weekends and whatnot. So, but yeah, now the, the campground here is nice. We've got, we, the, the staff's nice. Um, it's clean, which I definitely wanted, but yeah, no, it's comfy here. Yeah. What, uh, what other things are in the camp? Like, what other things do you have available in the campground that you can take advantage um, of and that? So in the campground, they have like a, a center rec room. So there, there's showers there if you want, like if you don't have one, um, there's washer and dryer if you need that. Um, kind of just like a little rec area for you to kind of hang out with if you want to. Um, and then there's like a little dog walk area, which is nice. So we can take Bella for walks. Oh, that sound like a New York accent. I don't know why that came out like that. <laughs> we could sell them to our walks. <laughs> but what, what's nice about this one too is that we have like in the back uh, a big storage lot. So people who have just that they have to store their camper, they can store them here. Um, and we actually have a, a trailer, just like a regular simple tow trailer that we have some of like our sentimentals that we just couldn't get rid of, but we couldn't fit in the, the camper with us. And we have that stored here with us. So that's nice too. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is great. So what are some of the activities that you've been doing uh, during the pandemic? Um, you know, I know that some of the things that I started to do um, in my own way of pivoting, <laughs> you know, I, I did, I did get chickens. I, and, and most of the episodes that I've been doing these interviews, I've mentioned my chickens. I'm so in love with them. You know, I and they, they produce some brown eggs. <laughs> yes, I've seen them. I've seen you post about them, and I love them so much. Uh, we've actually started a little mini garden. Uh, Scott really wanted to kind of start, um, like, growing our own herbs and stuff. So we have some basil and parsley. We've got little cherry tomatoes going. Um, we're trying to regrow pineapple, but that's going to obviously take forever because they take forever to grow. <laughs> that's little. Um and then other than that, I mean, we've just really been trying to like hike with the boys more. We just bought them their cute little hiking boots so that we can go out with them. And uh, just trying to keep them entertained. Stevie's been really into Legos lately, we just found out. So I'm just trying to build some Lego sets with him and do what we can to keep them entertained. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, they seem like they're very happy, you know, and everything that I've seen. Uh, that you've posted and shared with the world. Um, yeah, we, we were nervous because um, they had separate bedrooms in like the last two houses we lived in. So I felt kind of bad that we were going to be throwing them into the same room here. And there's obviously less space for them to run around and everything, but they love it because they've got their separate bedroom and they've got actually this little loft area up above like near our bedroom that Jason, the little one, likes to hang out in all the time. And uh, yeah, they're just really enjoying it. And I think they like just the fact that we try to get outside as much as we can with them. So we're not stuck inside too, too much. 
Yeah, and I think that small and minimalist type of spaces are becoming a big thing, a big phenomenon. Mm -hmm. You know, I just keep mm -hmm. seeing how people are starting to go into these tiny houses, tiny areas, and really not having, I don't, I don't know how they do it because I, I just have a lot of stuff, you know, stuff <laughs> everywhere. My mom actually said when she came over that my house looks like a museum. There's just something around every corner to see. Yeah, no, it's hard to get rid of it. We had a lot of stuff, like so much stuff. <laughs> I can't. Um, but Scott and I have actually agreed that when, when we do finally get back into a house, uh, we definitely don't want it to be bigger than the last house we lived in, even smaller maybe if we could, because that house was like 2,500 square feet. And I was just, that was even just too much room for us. I had three bathrooms. I'm like, what do I need three bathrooms for? Oh, yeah, uh, that's a lot of bathrooms. It is. It's a lot of bathrooms to be clean, too. So, like, I don't want to clean them any bathrooms. <laughs> so. That's true. True. You have to think that way, you know, especially when you want to have a certain lifestyle and quality of life. Yeah, like, you just don't want to spend all your time cleaning and doing projects to keep the house in order or, like, uh, like we had to replace our AC in our house in Florida and that was so expensive and it was just so stressful and I'm like I don't know yeah don't yeah know. you had shared that with me that's crazy so I do want to talk a little bit um, about your novels and what they're all about and okay. um, I promise I promise I'm gonna read them I was like oh yeah. can I read this in a day you know <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and then I talked to Angelica. I'm like, oh my God, I'm never going to be able to read these. <laughs> so she has them. No, it's okay. I'm trying to read like a bunch of novels right now too. I've like met so many writer friends on Instagram, which is amazing. It's a great community, but I'm like trying to read everybody's books now. So I'm like, I can't read all these books at once. And I'm trying to write my own. So like, it's hard. It's hard. But, uh, but yeah, so I guess I could just jump right into it. Uh, I have two novels out. The first one is a romance called Broken Road. And that one's about uh, a woman who becomes a nanny for a lawyer's kids. And, you know, a romance kind of blossoms there. But it, it's just, it's, a, it's kind of a slow burn. It's not like Fifty Shades level. I was not going to go that route. Oh, um, Shannon, I think you could allude and tell us a little bit more about it. You know, this is, this podcast is, is not censored, you know, so you could just speak freely and be you know your authentic self so don't worry about that <laughs> oh goodness i don't really know what else to say about that one without giving it too much away you honestly. know what it is i know what it is you're in mommy mode you're like you must be in mommy mode like 24 7 and then when it comes time to like let down your guard and be a woman yeah no it's funny though because i actually like i feel like a lot of romances you read, they, the romance kind of happens really early, and then this, this actually the romance doesn't really happen until later in the book, so that's why there's really not a whole uh, lot to specify about, but, um, but their story was really fun to write. Uh, I, I'm a bit more partial to the second novel that I just released this year uh, called Soul on Fire, and that one's more of a psychological fiction, I'm calling it, because it uh, centers on a girl my main character has severe anxiety and depression and it kind of just tackles you know the life that she's lived like her past experiences that have made her like that and it's hard to it's hard to go too far into that one too without you know 
breaking, you know, spoiling too much, but it's kind of more of a self-discovery story for her. Um, and I really, really like that story. So I'm, I'm still trying to figure out my genre. I haven't just settled on one that I like best, but so I have a romance, I have the psychological fiction. I was trying to write a mystery, but that one wasn't meshing too well right now. So I, I switched to a different work in progress. I actually love to read Agatha Christie mysteries because she's so wonderful at writing. She, like, she wrote some really great stuff and I, maybe that kind of inspired me that I wanted to try. And I have a story, like the story's in my head. It's just hard to get it out on paper and to make it make sense where it, like, if you don't spoil it right, right off the bat, I don't know, it's kind of hard to write it, but I do love those. I do like reading them. So are, do you find that you're um, critical of your writing or oh, yeah. would you say you're a perfectionist? And cause I struggle with that. So nothing I, ever gets done. I'm not gonna lie. So the first book took me like five years to write because I wasn't planning on publishing it right away. My husband actually told me like, hey, you should publish this on Amazon by yourself. I was like, you can do that? So yeah, that was a whole process. But I, it actually, it took me five years to write that book because I had it written, but then I kept going in and tweaking things here and there that I didn't like. And I ended up like changing the characters' names a thousand times and it's just funny. And then I'm actually amazed at the fact that I, I, I managed to write Soul on Fire in less than a year. I don't know how I did that, but. And congratulations, by the way, for you releasing your book, for launching your book. And um, don't take this the wrong way, but it's so encouraging to know that it took you five years to do it. You know? <laughs> no, no, absolutely. I actually just, I just saw somebody else on Instagram today say that, you know, she, she just finished a book that she started writing four years ago. She's like, it's, it's been a road, a long journey here, but it's done. And now I can go in and like edit and redo whatever I have to do. But yeah, no, it's a process. Sometimes it's hard to, writer's block is a real thing, man. And sometimes it's hard to just kind of get that motivation to get it written. You get in these little slumps where you don't feel like it's coming together nicely. And then you kind of almost question the entire story, but you just got to push yourself and get it written when the motivation hits and when you feel like the story is just there and it'll come to you. Yeah. I'm sure you do bring some of your real life experiences into your writing. Do you find that that's something that you, um, you do? Oh yeah, absolutely. I do it all the time. I can't tell you how many times when I, when I, when I published the first book, I had so many people say like, Hey, the main character reminds me so much of you. And uh, then with the second one, my mom, my mom likes to, call them Shannonisms because she's like oh there's Shannon coming out in that character because I do I do tend to write it's easier to write about what you know so I, I tend to incorporate some personal experience in there um I was going to just kind of mention that the, the book I'm writing now is kind of a more difficult one to write it's it is a fiction but it's kind of semi-based on my relationship with my dad which was kind of not great towards the end there before he passed away but I felt like it's a story that kind of needs to be out there. It's about, it's about alcoholism. So I just wanted to kind of send that message out there, but in a different way than what my story was. But, you know, there are certain parts there that are going to kind of influence the story a bit. I can't wait to read it. I know that oh. that's very sad when your dad passed away. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was hard because. <laughs> so this would be an outlet for you, which is great. And I wanted to talk about, you know, how you're, staying sane and um, how you're staying healthy and just how you're balancing it all. Just kind of wrap it back around to that because I know that you're just doing so much all at the same time. You have a blog as well, mm -hmm. right? And yes, and the YouTube channel. So we do a lot. 
yeah, it's a lot. I've got a lot on my plate. And honestly, I feel like Shannon a year ago probably would have been really stressed out by all the stuff that I do. But I don't know, this past year has been a lot of reflection. I was, I was in therapy for a little bit for my anxiety and she was fantastic. She helped me kind of see through all of that negative stuff. And uh, I just got to tell myself each day that I'm doing my, the best I can. Um, my most important thing, I mean, I love I to write my books. I love to do the YouTube and the blogging and everything. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is my boys and my relationship with my husband. So we just try to, you know, keep that bond strong. We, we spend a lot of time together. Um, but we do also, you know, take our time away from each other. Scott's really great. He lets me have some me time. So I'll come outside and sit with a book or with my laptop or, you know, hide in the bedroom for a little bit just to kind of get a little bit of alone time since I'm with the boys so much. And I think that's how I stay sane because, you know, sometimes you just need a little bit of alone time to kind of decompress. You do. And have you found um, when you have your you time, um, have you, do you have other friends in the area, other women that you hang out with? Because I feel like that's so important when women support women and have time for other women. Yeah. Now I, so when we were in Florida, I had a few friends that I definitely got to get out with. Um, so since we moved here, I really haven't met anybody because Scott only works with two other guys and they don't have wives that I can hang out with. <laughs> so, but the funny thing is, um, we had neighbors in our campground in Florida. We had these neighbors and they were actually getting orders to move out here. And that's how Scott found out about the job. So we kind of actually moved out here together. <laughs> so our neighbors from Florida are now here with us and we hang out with them like every weekend. So it's like really fun. Oh, but, that's so great. That's awesome. So it looks like you're, you're just doing so much and you make it look easy. So I'm very impressed. Um, I'm in awe of everything that you're doing and how you're handling everything and, and juggling. Uh, your life. And I love that uh, you said that you're just being your best self because as women, we're very hard on ourselves. And mm -hmm. if we are self-aware and we do that self-reflection, we have to give ourselves permission to be human, to show up as our best selves. And that's all we can do. Yes, definitely. I definitely agree. <laughs> So thank you so much. I love you. You're like so, so cute. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you so much for taking the time. It was so great to see your beautiful face and um, reconnect and catch up. And I just enjoyed talking to you and, and learning more about your, your life. And again, super impressed and very proud of you. And thank you. God, I can't believe how time just flew. If you enjoyed today's conversation, make sure you share our podcast with other women in your circle. And remember, your voice is your superpower.